From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to the Anxiety Project podcast number 37, Three Ways to Calm Your Thoughts. I am your host, Brad Robinson, here with you today. And calming your thoughts is so huge, especially going through anxiety where you can't seem to get a grip of what's going on internally. Everything seems so chaotic. A lot of negative thoughts pop up and then you react to each thought. And each time you react to the thought, it snowballs even more. So this podcast is all about how to calm down your thoughts. And I'll give you three ways to start calming your thoughts. But first, we have to understand that unlike animals, humans have a great imagination ruminating over what potentially can happen in the future and obsessing over past events can cause anxiety. When I speak with my clients who suffer from anxiety, I come to realize their lives have become so chaotic in so many ways. When you sweep problems under the carpet and ignore them, they grow larger and larger unconsciously they grow and those baby dragons turn into adult dragons and by then you don't know how to handle them so things you sweep under the carpet and I'm using dragons as a metaphor here the the baby dragons that you sweep under uh, unlook if you don't look after them they're going to grow. They're going to grow. And then all of a sudden, they're huge dragons and you don't know how to handle this problem. So when you put aside traumas, and traumas vary in degrees, you keep that specific energy within the body. You keep that traumatic energy, that stored energy in your body somewhere. Do you ever find that random memories of past embarrassing events or traumas, they pop into your mind at random during the day? Then what do you do? Well, you push them. You push the thought away and you ignore it. Your unconscious is actually trying to tell you something there. That there is this trauma that needs to be dealt with and released from the body. The unconscious mind only wants the best for you. That is why these memories pop in at random. It's the unconscious saying, hey Brad, hey Susan, hey Johnny, you need to deal with this. You need to deal with this trauma. That's why I'm sending it your way. 
I don't want to hold on to it. The unconscious only wants the best for you. It wants to get rid of these memories. When your mind is snowballing out of control with negative thoughts, then you may have been ignoring unresolved emotional memories. So much baggage has accumulated where you cannot even think straight and gain control over your thoughts. For instance, if I put something that I really need to make a decision on aside, then it's going to keep growing and growing until one night I won't be able to sleep. And why can't I sleep? It's because this decision is still there. It still needs to be dealt with. It still needs to be taken care of. And this happened when I was making the decision to leave the camera union I was in. I was working in film and broadcasting and the the career didn't suit me the way I w- hoped it would. It was too long. Uh, the, the hours were too long and I didn't spend enough time with family and I didn't take care of my health properly because I was eating poorly on these film sets. So I was putting off the idea to leave the union and start my coaching business. And I would put this decision aside for a week. I would not make my decision. And then two weeks would pass. And then I still didn't make my decision until one night I just lied in my bed wide awake. And I was like, I have to make a decision or else it, the dragon keeps getting bigger. If I don't make a decision now, I won't be able to sleep the next night or the night after that. And how can I associate with family and my relationships properly if I have this weight on me? So I made the decision at 2.30 in the morning. I sent the president of the union uh, an email saying I don't I'm no longer interested in continuing my program here at the camera union and I want to leave and that was it and the weight lifted and later I fell asleep I knew I wanted to do the right thing I knew I wanted to leave but it was that decision I was too afraid to confront the snakes so to speak I was too afraid to confront the dragon I needed to face the dragon, make a decision. And we ignore the dragon. We ignore the baby dragons. We see a stack of paper in our office and we're like, you know, I'll get to that later. And then a week goes by and you haven't even sorted out that stack of paper. What's going to happen? Two weeks go by. And now that stack of paper looks even more frightening the more you put it off. So, now it's time to confront that stack of paper and sort it out. And once you do, you're facing the dragon, you're facing chaos, and you're sorting it out. And now you feel a load completely lifted from your shoulders. And 
The third, now we're going into the three, the three ways to calm your thoughts. And we're starting with meditation and exercise. Now, meditation is huge for me. It helps me make a decision. When I can spend time by myself in a comfy environment and and really, really think and have no distractions, no distractions, and really meditate on this decision I have to make. Or maybe I'm trying to just calm my thoughts down. Meditation helps me calm my thoughts. It strengthens my mindfulness throughout the day. It activates the sympathetic nervous system, which is the... uh, no, sorry, it it activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest system. So it activates that system. So now you're feeling more restful. You're feeling more clear-minded. And you're able to tackle any challenges in the chaos. When you can sit and meditate, and, and, and you know, beginning meditation is... Is very difficult at first, but make it a routine because now that I've made meditation a routine, I can really rely on meditation as a tool and technique to really calm my myself down, my whole immune system down to the point where I can really tackle challenges better. Exercise, huge. It Exercise releases any built-up energy from within the body, and it burns off any adrenaline. So it forces you to breathe more heavily, thus strengthening the immune system. And not only that, exercise releases endorphins, which make you feel happy and stress-free, and it reduces tension And it improves your sleep. Going through my anxiety recovery, I was exercising three to four days a week. And every time I would, I felt lighter. I felt happier. I felt like, you know, things have been lifted. I can tackle challenges and, and the chaos way better because my mind was more clear. I... Exercise made me more confident that I can handle anything. It made me confident that, you know, I am strong. So exercise, super important. Meditation for me, absolutely necessary to keep me more mindful, to keep my immune system healthy, to keep me breathing properly and to release excess energy. By breathing, meditation, exercise, very related. Um, Both, uh, I think, amazing just for brain health, just for mental clarity, absolutely necessary. Number two is use rational thoughts. Now, before my anxiety recovery, I was literally walking around with my unconscious completely wide open and I mean the doors to my unconscious mind completely wide open 
And what I mean by that is I never had any guards at my at the door to block any negative beliefs, to block any any uh, someone else's negative comments. I started to engage in my true voice. And the true voice is the voice in your head that you have to really force yourself. It involves a little more effort, some more cognitive effort. So, you know, when someone would say something and I don't believe that, I don't believe that's true, I would mentally say, you know, I reject that. I reject that. And that's my true voice. I got that I got that voice running. I got that voice stronger as I was going through my anxiety recovery. I needed a a voice. I needed rational thoughts to counteract other people's negative beliefs, to counteract my negative thoughts. I needed rational thoughts. For instance, if I was having a panic attack, I would use rational thoughts when I started to feel panicky, when I would start to feel my heart beating really, really, really fast. I would say negative thoughts would show up. Sure, they, they did. But I would counter those negative thoughts with, you know what? If I die, then I die. I don't care anymore. Or I would say, I'm just excited right now. That's why my heart is beating faster. Good rational thought. Or even better than that, my fight, flight, and freeze response is activated right now. And this is just a normal bodily sensation. And I haven't died from a panic attack before, and I will not now. I start bringing about my true voice. And it counters all the negatives that are coming about in my head. And it's all about replacing negative thoughts with rational thoughts, with positive thoughts. It's all about replacing, not eliminating negative thoughts. It's about replacing negative thoughts with rational thoughts. And if you come to a problem... Ask yourself these questions. Ask yourself in your head or out loud if you're alone or wherever, what would happen if I did? What would happen if I didn't? What wouldn't happen if I did? What wouldn't happen if I didn't? Now, Each one I would have answered in regards to the problem I'm I'm having. And the reason why these questions are so good to say to yourself, it loosens your tight grasp of the problem. Because as you may realize, that last question, what wouldn't happen if I didn't, it's actually very confusing to cognitively comprehend but your unconscious understands right and after you ask yourself these questions then you feel lighter like you've loosened your grip of the problem because now you're not even really thinking about the problem you're really thinking how to answer 
the question that's related to the problem and thus loosening your grip of it and making you think, is this really actually a problem? So rational thoughts, absolutely necessary for anxiety recovery. And this leads us into number one, and it's so important, especially for my old self, it's slow down, slow down. I used to run out in the mornings without my wallet. I used to run out of the house without my car keys. I used to run out of the house with my fo- without my phone. And then I'd have to come drive all the way back home, grab it, and then go back out. I was always in a rush. Are you rushing around too much throughout the day? Slow down. If this is a consistent problem like like me back in the day write on your the top of your hand an s signifying slow down you need something to remind you maybe set an alarm on your phone at certain periods during the day to remind you to slow down slowing down is going to get you more mindful Say, and it's also important to recognize which parts of the day you you find the most chaotic and start to work on that. So say your morning is way too chaotic. Figure out ways to slow down during that time. Maybe pack a lunch the night before or prepare your backpack the night before. It's really about being prepared and not rushing around because when you start your day in a complete rush and panic, it's not good to start your day like that. You want to start your day relaxed, organized, fully in the moment and ready to take on your day properly. So slowing down, absolutely crucial. Take your time while you eat breakfast instead of packing everything. When when I switched from anxiety sufferer to anxiety warrior, I constructed a morning routine where, you know, now I eat breakfast, I take my time, I have enough time in the morning, I take my time eating, I meditate as soon as I wake up in the morning, I stretch. I have such a good amount of time in the morning to give back to myself. And if you say, you know, Brad, I don't have time in the morning. I have to work. I have to get out of the house. I don't I don't buy it. And the reason why I don't buy it is because that's just an excuse. And I, I don't buy it because I when I was working in the camera union, I was working 16 hours a day, every day, for five days a week, 16 hours a day. Sometimes I'll work, I'll start at 10 in the morning and then I'll leave at 3 a.m. Like these, this was the film schedule I was running on, but I still made time in the morning to sit, write in my journal and meditate. I still made the time because I knew this is the only way that I'm going to gain some control in my life. This is the only way where I can establish order. I need a routine because we humans, 
We need routine. We need consistent sleep patterns. We need routine to so that it doesn't add any other stress. I know every day this week I'm getting up at 6. I don't have to worry about what time I'm getting up. I know every day that I get up and I meditate. I do my morning routine. I just know that's just that's how it is. I know that I know what I'm eating for breakfast because I eat the same thing every day. It's just a routine for me. So routine, slowing down, very important for anxiety recovery. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Anxiety Project podcast. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please leave a review on iTunes. I would greatly appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed it. Do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. For more podcast episodes, for more video content, and one-on-one coaching with me via Skype, visit www.unpluganxiety.com for everything you need to know about ending anxiety naturally. I love you all. Have a great day. Bye-bye.